This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, we are back for another Question Time episode. We've got Coltrane Cup update as well. But uh, Mitchell, uh, first of all, some uh, big news coming out of the Broncos this evening. Oh, are we talking about that? Well, it looks like Payne Haas is agreeing to the 10-year record contract, even though I'm not sure it's 10 years. Uh, it looks like it's going to go to the end of 2027, which I don't know how that makes it. A, is it a 20? I don't know. The Wait, reporting he debuted in 2019. And yeah, so that's I, still only nine seasons. I don't, I don't seasons. know. Okay. Well, doesn't now this is ten year deal? This is bizarre. Anyway, looks like the Broncos are going to up him and extend him, which is which is brilliant. Uh, three year upgrade plus three year extension, so it's not a ten year deal. But you know he he's earned that at Brisbane. I know you'd like to see them take advantage of the current contract as a Brisbane fan. But considering how much oh, they've messed I, around the last couple of years. I think I know why they're calling it 10-year contract. It says why? in July 2018, the Broncos re-signed Haas on a six-year contract. So if they're starting it from 2018 to the end of 2027, that's 10 years. So Yeah, which but it's but they they're separate contracts. I mean, it's st- <laughs> I, know, it's I get it. I think that's just what they're doing. But yeah. 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 So I, I don't know what it's going to be up towards upwards of upwards of a million dollars, I'm assuming. Probably not a million dollars because nobody's like getting those deals right now, but as a Broncos fan, like again, you'd like to see the value, but it's just quite funny seeing them crying poor. We've got no cap space, and they keep finding cap space the next couple of years because what a shock! They lost a million players. Of course, there's cap space because yep. their plans, what they're doing with it. But he deserves that bump. And the weird thing is, is like, I know there's always concerns about these long term deals. I was concerned that we're going to add like the three years and add seven years to it and make a ten year deal. Yeah, I'm I'm completely fine with it being the end of 2027. The, like, he still will only be 27 when that yes, happens. Yes, he's 21 so it's like, now. <laughs> it's like that's a like as far as really long-term deals in the NRL go, that's really low risk, I think. Yeah, and we had um interesting discussions about him on our Discord today. And this, you know, there is there is still some weaknesses in his game that he's working on. He started ball playing a lot since uh, Lodge and Pangai departed, and he he passed the ball like nine times in a game another week, which is the most he's ever passed in a game. Uh but concerns like his goal line D isn't great yet which is true but it's just quite funny just the, the level of player he's been now that like you know he's there is no better prop at the age of 21 which just hasn't been one you know like he's such a good young player at that age and yeah. i know not every, development's always linear linear probably doesn't always keep getting better but the fact that he's adding things to his game now who knows what he'll keep turning into but i mean even if he doesn't get any better than he is now that's fine <laughs> yeah yeah, and I know I would love to see them all take advantage of the next couple of years, but it doesn't work like that in the NRL. If you're at a club that's middling and the player isn't happy, there mm. will be other clubs banging on that door and getting him, you know, agitating, get, offering him deals, getting getting him, you know, lined up yeah. to go somewhere else for more money. And Brisbane are not the club they were at one point, so they're not South, they're not the Roosters, they're not the Storm. They can't just happily sit there and tell the guy to suck it up because they just don't. And uh, he did mention a couple of weeks ago, it was quite funny after Pang guy left. And it annoyed me. He was talking about, oh, I'm putting contract talks on hold because, you know, just realized it's just a business and, you know, Pang guy, you know, let my mate go or whatever. And it's like, mate, like, grow the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to see he's cut those senses. 
I mean, and it, it probably wasn't a zero-sum game in terms of keeping just one of the three, but I think he's clearly the best long-term option out of him for Feeder and Pangai for Brisbane to keep if they could only keep one of them. Yeah, and I think that's a choice we would have made at the time too. You know, a couple of years ago, we still would have, I think most Broncos fans have made the same choice as well. So that's that's good. And, and he's shown the last couple of the weeks that we, even without all those other guys, without Lodge, without Pangai, with Carrigan injured, you know, starting alongside Flegler and Kobe Headington or alongside Kobe Headington and Grace Kennedy, that he can carry that forward pack still. And just with the way the game has changed a lot, you don't need as many big yardage and meter-eating forwards. And maybe it'll change again, but I'm pretty happy with that deal and to not spend as much on the other middles. And I hope that they'll do to find better balance in what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, should we move on to the Coltrane Cup? Um, yes, we should. For new listeners of the show, this is our tipping competition where... Uh, you pick one game per week, but over the course of the season, you have to pick the same number of home and away teams and you must pick every team in the league at least once, uh, which is going to play a huge part in this weekend, Mitchell, which will probably end up going a long way to deciding who wins the whole thing. Yeah, unfortunately, I have to pick the bloody Cowboys this weekend. Uh, you know, somehow they went from being competent to being winless for the entire second half of the season. They're playing the Dragons. Campo, one of the leaders, has to pick the Dragons. Um, they both have to pick the Dragons. They both do. Well, I don't know. Who are the Dragons playing in round 26? Oh, they're playing Souths. They're, you can't do that. So, yeah, they so, pretty much both have to pick the Dragons this week. So, essentially, this week might decide the Coltrane Cup that if the I, Cowboys win, it's very likely I win. Yeah. Although there are two people equal with you on 40 points, they might have some shit to like, they might be able to tip Manly this week and get a 60 point points boost or something. But yeah. Yeah. But I was saying though, if the Cowboys win, I can leap those guys. If the Dragons win, those guys stay in the essay ahead. If the Cowboys win, sorry, if the the Dragons win, the winner of the comp will be one of those two people. But if the Cowboys win, you will be sitting pretty. You got a 50 point for and against swing. To make up on our leader, but you know, Cowboys could be the Dragons. Are we including? Are we including last week's yet? Though? Yeah, yeah, it's updated. It's updated. Okay, there we go. Uh, okay, so maybe I can't. We'll see. No, well, Cowboys could win by twenty-five. Yeah, they they could. We'll see. But those lineups, this I week, think they win this. I'm well. A few weeks ago, I looked at it more confidently, obviously. But now this week, they actually do have some decent changes. They've got the hammer at fullback, as happened last week. Val Holmes in the centres. Murray Tolangi is back on a wing. Uh, Tamalolo's back starting at, at prop with Jordan McLean, and then they've got Ruben Cotter at lock. And that Jeremy Nanai has been killing off the bench, but like you look at their team now, and it's like, oh, that Cowboys team looks okay all of a sudden. Whereas you look at the, the Dragons, they're starting Jaden Sullivan at hooker, who's who was okay last week, Tyrell Sloan at the full, at fullback, Amones at the six with Corey Norman at seven. Not looking crash hot, Billy Burns starting the back row still. I'm in it with a pretty good shot, to be honest. I feel like I am. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And um, I'm shocked that they got this long with not picking the Dragons. Like, the, the Dragons played the Bulldogs in round nine. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They did. But uh, well, they yeah, were that's still good. That's how we deal with these things. Uh, I don't matter anymore. I had to gamble and pick the Bulldogs last week. They, they got pretty close. And, you know, in a different year, a minus six points differential would be a different uh, it would be a pretty good outcome for a bulldogs pick but not enough for me but i'll be taking uh manly this week but it doesn't really matter what i do so um yeah, yeah. if you uh want to play in this next year you have to be a member of our patreon so uh keep that in mind uh it's a, it's it's we've had a bunch of people new listeners of the show old listeners of the show all say this is the most fun tipping comp i've ever been a part of 
and with good reason. It really, really is so much fun. And once you get involved in it, you'll never look back. So if you are thinking about getting involved next year, do it. Perfect. All right. And now let's move on to question time. Okay, question time, patreon.com forward slash NRL Ben Rookies to get involved as always. And those first questions over on Patreon. Manu P always seems to be one of the first few win. Quick on the trigger, he says, who was a rugby league player, so personality who you loved until they got social media? Here's his Jamie Sowib. Eric Growth. Yep. <laughs> That's what comes to mind as well. I, I loved Eric Growth, a player. I thought he was a great player, but and yeah, he just... was. And I liked that he like preferred being a musician than being a player, but was a terrible musician. That that also spoke to me. That uh, yeah, awful on socials. Uh, also, it doesn't count as socials, but Darren Lockie's media career really annoys me. That's fair. Does anyone go the other way for you in that regard? Gone up my estimations. Michael Ennis. No, I always liked Ennis. It okay. might be the general people he gone up, in, but I've always been an Ennis fan, so yeah. that's fine for I me. Think- like. I- Nothing new there. And I think Billy's been pretty good on Channel 9. I think that'll go a long way to people who hated him because he's a Queenslander, liking him a bit yeah. more, maybe. I'm trying so. to think. Like, and I always liked Cooper Cronk. Uh, I don't know. James Graham's not a bad analyst, but I also... I didn't like him his first couple of years because he bit someone in the grand final, but like, I, I like James Graham by then anyway, so I'm not sure. Uh, James Graham might be a good one for me, actually, because obviously, given that a lot of his indiscretions were against South, I was team. never really yeah. a huge fan of him. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, next, Eric, Eric yeah. Growth, number one. By, by distance. <laughs> and yeah, Jamie Sowell also not great for me. And then there's some players I, I didn't like or thought nothing of, who now I also don't like, but it's yeah, like I, didn't, I just thought nothing of them. Yeah. Uh, Josh Brandon, what's the worst trend in the NRL right now? The side-shaped mullets or the pathetic array of boy moustaches? Until, until someone comes out with a full Stalin moustache, I don't want to hear, I don't want to see any more of this moustache nonsense. So I'm going to go with that because at least mullets are funny. Well, I think, I think it's when you start showing your age and it's me as well, but it's like you're in your thirties or similar and you're going, Oh geez, look at these idiots with their mullets. And then you realize like, that's, that's rugby league players reflect fashion trends. Like young people have mullets are back. Are they actually? Yes, they are. Go oh, like, right. There's a couple of dudes, like, I don't look at them, but I saw one the other day, like, YouTube suggests me these terrible Aussie comedians who are, like, in their early 20s, and both of them have mullets. It's like, does that us a thing again now? Isn't it, like, an ironic thing, though? Yeah, but it still doesn't mean they're not a thing. Like, I you guess. know, the, the sprinter in the Olympics as well. Like, yeah, what are mullets always an ironic thing? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it is more of a thing again now. Fair enough. Simo was a pioneer. That's true. Recently, but, yeah. Uh, Boy moustaches, I do feel sorry for them as well. They're in this, the Sarche Mullets have been even worse because the fellas, they can go to hairdressers now, but for a while there, they were getting the quarantine cut. So not great, but in Brisbane, they're fine now. How about the other thing? Where was I talking about this one? Not a trend, but the odds on game today leading to Moses Suley throwing Josh Schuster's phone in the water. <laughs> the odds on game rules. It's so good. It does. And people don't understand what the game they're doing is. So... You could do it at a pub and call, you know, odds on you sculling your next beer. Yeah. And then at the same time, the person you challenge has to say a number. And if you say the same number as them, they have to scull their beer. Correct. In this instance, and unfortunately for our boy Josh Schuster there, is that obviously when you accept an odds on, again, it's a one in 100 shot or zero or one in 101 shot. Uh, anyway, he's accepted a challenge for throwing his phone in the water instantly. Innocently, and they've both said 66 at the same time, which means Sully can throw his phone in the water. But yeah, you can see uh, our boy Schuster being devastated. And obviously, 
it could lead to many people wanting to throw hands. I'd want to throw hands in that situation, but unfortunately, he accepted the game. Those are the odds he was playing. He accepted it. He lost, and the result was what we saw. Hey, uh, if we don't have our word, what do we have? Yeah, uh, but I just um, that was within fifteen seconds. He'd been called out for some dumb odds on and had lost his phone. What a terrible 15 seconds for him. Uh, I, I wish, I almost wish he didn't throw it so far. I wish I, he threw it close enough for Schuster to, to toss up the jump in. Cause like, you can't, you jump it in, right? If someone drops your phone over the edge next to you. Do you jump in after it? Uh, yes. I think you do. Yeah. I mean, you, I, dropped my, I dropped my phone in the toilet yesterday. Um, <laughs> Okay, and I got it, and in, I got in it what context? In the context um, of this toilet, where, where so you I, when I have a sh- when I have a shower, I put my phone on the on the sink to listen to music. Yeah, and then when I got out of the shower. I was putting my toothbrush back in the bathroom cabinet, and my arm knocked my phone off the sink into the toilet. Yeah, and, it wasn't uh, my finest moment, but well, I got well, it out well, immediately. And because new phones like a reasonably waterproof, it was fine. So yeah, so I just, um, left it on like the counter to dry out, and yeah, play on. Yeah, that's good because I've got to say, if it's like during the business, that's an awful th- way to fish that phone back out. Yeah, so well, no, thankfully that. not. Yeah, so. I had mine. I've had mine go in the shower oh, twice. Poor Josh, so. I'm watching it again now. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he looks so sad. As he, I as would be too. Would. Yeah. It's just it's so like it's not even like the material value of the phone. It's just like the annoyance factor. Like you and I both got new computers in the last week. Like yeah. it's so annoying to just re-log into everything that you're logged into, like on yeah. a device. And, and, he, and, and oh. unless he was a moron, it's all backed up anyway. So he'd be able to restore his phone. Unless he's one of those people that hasn't like updated their Apple in like three years. But he, but yeah, just the annoyance of I have to go get a new phone and, and like get a SIM card and then do all that stuff during the footy season. <laughs> Not great, but that, that's that's the odds are playing. Uh, and what, what was I going to say for that? But, but yeah, like, I've dropped my phone in the shower. Not like, in the shower, but into the shower when I've started it up twice somehow. One of, I dropped it the other day and took like three bounces and turned a corner to go into the shower. I dropped it like our sink is next to the shower and the door swings open. And it somehow I've had the door open and the phone, I put it to put it on the seal as you do there, little, and it dropped, bounced back behind me and then bounced left. So I went back and left into the shower and landed in just flattened water. But uh, as you said, modern phones yeah. are like, they're waterproof pretty much. Yeah, so my, my, my pixel, I could put it underwater and leave it there. But yeah. The second time it happened, I didn't care. The first time, even though I know it's waterproof and I have got it wet before, the first time it happened, you still have that immediate reaction is that, like, it's dead. You know, the immediate thought, thought is, no, it, it lives. It's just annoying because, like, there's water in it. And it's does this little annoying thing keeps telling you that there's water in your, the, the charging slot the whole time. Yeah, thankfully, mine was, like, because I had a case on it as well. I just popped it out of the case straight away. Yeah. Um, the phone itself wasn't actually really even wet at all. I just left the case out to dry for a couple of hours, and that was it, so... Okay, how do I say this next city from Carl Robson's question? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Lesignon? Lesignon. Lesignon? I think, yeah. <laughs> James Loney has joined FC Lesignon. Oh, fuck. I don't know what I just said. You're pretty in 2022 funny. in what appears to be a captain coach role. He joined a previous cl- group of ex-general players such as Todd Carney, the Byron Bay Red Devils, Ben Pomeroy, the Federal Butchers, in this unique position. What other ex players are you aware of that have taken up captain coach roles, and how do you think the the and how much do you think the French hate Maloney? Well, the well, French love Maloney. Yeah, they're first in the Super League because of him. Yes, um, the, uh, the captain coach thing is definitely more of a Harry Ramage or Nick Campton question. I feel like 
they're it much is. more across these things than we are. But uh, okay, so it's 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 Perpignan he's joined, right? Or has he joined this this Perpignan doesn't? Well, exist, Perpignan right? is a place, but like. FC Lesignor is is definitely yeah, a rugby league. Well, Lesignor, sorry, I wrote the wrong thing in Google. Lesignor, it is Lesignor. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay, FC Lesignor. Is it, it Perpignan is. where the Catalans yeah. are? Yeah. Well, it's okay. So I'm just trying to figure out. There's another player who's going to join him there, I believe. Oh. Can't remember who, but is it? They're doing a whole. Are they doing like a um, a, you know, a captain. Well, they, they've got Jacob Gagan and Sam Moa. So. Yeah, got, Sam Moa was there. That's they got the all mates. the stars. Yeah, Jacob Gagan. Yeah, Sam Mo is there. And what, and what, what division? They like in the, what the next division or two yeah. divisions? Well, down? no, I think um the French first division. Hold on, matter. Jacob Gagan played a first grade game for my beloved South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yes, one, one game. One. When was that? I don't remember that. <laughs> it didn't happen anyway. But no, I think um I think they're in like the top French league. Yeah. So like they can't get unless they're getting put into the Super League. I don't think they can go anywhere. Yeah, but I think they are, according to Wikipedia, yeah, they are won the grand final in the most recent year. They beat Carcassonne, yeah, 16 and 12. And they've got Wesley Lolo there, who used to play for North Sydney Bears as well. You'd be cheering living in France playing rugby league. You feel like you'd, you'd have to be tempted by it if you were like a fringe first grade player, right? Like it would have to be so tempting. I mean, to if just it's a living wage, hell yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, not the same situation, but I know like Matt Parcell went to England because he was like, I want I want to live in Europe. Like, my career can take me there. Why not? You know, and not many footy players choose. Like, ambition, if you're a rugby league player, the NRL is the pinnacle. So generally, people want to play in that competition, whereas Matt Parcell chose where with the location rather than the competition. I don't really do that. But yeah, I'm surprised that more guys go over there and try that. Try playing, you know, first division French Rugby league. Maybe many don't even know it's an option till now. Maybe James Maloney can go on a poaching raid with reserve Maybe. raiders. But yeah, yeah, I think um, good on him. That'd be fun. But uh, I, I don't really know much about players finishing in the NRL and going to do that sort of thing. Sorry. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, it's very much more of a um, and it's it's everyone's got their their spaces. Very much more a Nick Campton and a Harry Ramage question than it is for us. And I believe we've got another question about it as well. And I honestly like. Don't know of many great captain coaches. I'm sure we've got Harry Ramage screaming at the at the radio or wherever he listens to this. The, wi- the wireless, the wireless, yeah. listening to us now. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Anyway, Sam Stevens. Who is your favorite heel and your favorite face in the WWF WWE era? Uh, Edge is oh, the best. The- Edge is the now. best. Edge is the best heel ever for me. For me, anyway. Um, followed by the Miz. Uh, best face for, but personally was. Probably CM Punk. Um, was he a face or just uh, popular? For large, depends what era, but when he was, when he did the whole pipe bomb and then left the company, he was the biggest face in the company by a distance. Like, But was he a face or was he just, or was he just over? Well, I think it kind of just, well, they booked him as like the enemy of Vince McMahon. I don't think you can get much more face than that. Yeah, fair enough. There you can. Um, well, I haven't got current ones, and Edge Edge being a good singles wrestler, I've, like I was getting out of wrestling when Edge was turning to singles, so I still can't get my head around him being good. <laughs> like I still, because I just did, haven't paid attention long enough. My favorite, I always liked heels, even as a kid. I always hated the faces. Always a heel guy. Loved Chris Jericho as a heel. Loved The Rock as a heel. Loved the rare moments of Stone Cold as a heel. Loved mm. when Stone Cold would gang up with and join Vince randomly sometimes. Yeah. Loved, loved him as a heel, and also loved. Not now, like I don't. The business decisions, yes, Vince. The business businessman is is annoying, 
Vince the heel when he wrestled, I loved it. When yeah, I, I true, <laughs> very true. I love when he did the roids up and wrestled. <laughs> Um, still when he jumped into the ring and tore both his quads at the same time still yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever seen perfect and do I, what fa- uh, faces are like uh, HBK Sean yeah fair. I was a big fan of I don't fair, really fair. like any faces though uh, in the rugby league world who is the biggest or best heel and biggest or best face including both current and past players okay. and personalities I have pretty clear cut answers for both of these mm-hmm. I think obviously Cameron Smith is the biggest heel like I don't understand how you could even argue that like and I think the biggest face is Benji Marshall. Yeah, so I agree with you on both. I think I couldn't think Benji has the advantage of not playing Origin in that regard. That yep. he hasn't got a state that hates him. <laughs> you know, like I think Thurston was quite a big face for a long time. Yeah, despite, I agree. With that. Despite his um in the incident early in his career, like he never really got the hate of being a Queenslander like the rest of them really did. Uh, but yeah, the biggest heel by some distance. Is Ken Smith? Like I can't think of one one guy who was. Who's even next? Is it Gallon? Probably. Yeah, potentially. Maybe there's some guys early we're missing as well. I mean, Justin Hodges for a while there was a giant heel. Current players, it's probably DCE, right? He doesn't want to be a heel either. Hey, yeah, he's getting that X party. (laughs) (laughs) People just boo him anyway, no matter what. Yeah, and then the current biggest face. Well, Benji's still playing, so. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's just clear that he's just so well respected by everyone that both watches and plays the sport. Like, if we so if we oh. cut out Benji, yeah, who's the current biggest face? Um, tell you what, Munster's up there for a heel as well, by the way. But um, he's also a bit of a face. Is Brandon Smith like the him. biggest face? Yeah, I think so. I was gonna say everyone likes Brandon Smith. I thought Nico Hines is getting up there pretty quickly. People Everybody really team. likes Brandon Smith. Yeah, the cheese. Oh, actually, and and the Morris boys, the tag team face champions of the last decade. Yeah, they will put someone to a table, that's for sure. The Morris boys versus the Leilua boys versus um, who can be the third tag team at TLC. Okay, so okay, who, who is of the three iconic... Oh, the Burgess boys. <laughs> okay, so the Burgesses have to be the Dudleys. Yes. Big, dumb and stupid. Yeah, correct. <laughs> like other brothers from every... Brothers and cousins, whatever that exists. Yeah. Okay, who are Edge and Christian? I think the Leiluas are Edge and Christian. Or, and the Hardy boys are the Morris... Yes, that's what I think too. Good, yeah, I agree with that. There. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Luke Sturkenboom. Thoughts on Twall? Is he set up to be the next Aiden Tolman or Ryan James? Sold, but we'll just miss out on rep on Who are we? NRL physio? Um, I mean, I don't think Alex Twall's ever been close enough to be close to being an Origin player, in my opinion. He I may think have he's been a close. decent player. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in the the Ryan James echelon. He's firmly a he's like a solid first grade of it. Like he's yeah. a tier below even guys like Fanukan and stuff. So yeah, I, I feel like Tours one of those guys gets criminally overrated because he has good tackle efficiency. Mm. People say, oh, he only misses like one tackle a week. So have you seen well, that team? Defend? I think he gets overrated because he's the best forward in a very very bad forward pack. Yes, but like yeah, I mean Ryan James in 2016 scored 12 tries as a prop. Ryan James sake. nearly won the Dally M. Let's um, yes. let's put some respect on his yes, name. Yes, and he was definitely he should have played Origin, and he had that one time when he got called up for Origin, and then like oh, yeah. Fr- didn't Freddie see David Clemmer play that weekend and change yes. his mind or something? He, he told yeah. Ryan James he was in, and then he watched the Sunday game, and Clemmer played. He, Clemmer played better, and then he's like, "Sorry, Ryan, Clemmer's <laughs> back in." If any other coach did that, you'd be like, "What a what a lunatic!" But Freddie does it. You're just like, "Oh, yeah. oh, Freddie." Well, yeah, that's it. Uh, and Aiden Tolman. Obviously, become a meme himself now as well. But Adam Tolman in his early days was actually a good rugby league player as yeah, well. Exactly. Right? And, and I think Twal would be lucky to be who Adam Tolman was when he was. Adam Tolman had a player. great career, and it's it's it annoys me that people. 
And, and look, you're right. He's become a bit of a meme player, but you know, there's something to being in for like, he's basically been, I think as good as Aaron Woods, but with none of the fanfare. Yes. Yes. And, and he's currently only, only signed up for this year, but he's on 294, 95 first grade games. That poor bloke, if he doesn't get there, because of, of like someone, will, the, he hasn't been that bad this year. Someone he hasn't. He has someone, someone will sign him. Put him in a better, better team. You know, yeah, he's not amazing, but he hasn't. As you said, he hasn't been that embarrassing this year. Like he played in like, like four grand, three or four grand finals. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and yeah, I know for the last like four, like since like what maybe 2017, 2018, he didn't really he really hit a wall. But that's like ten years into his career. You know, that's a long time in. So yeah, I think Twall's a decent forward, but I, like, and I hate doing arbitrary top ten, top twenties, but he wouldn't, it probably wouldn't crack my top twenty middle forwards. And the considering there's you know sixteen clubs, if he's supposed to be Origin good enough, he should be cracking that list. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, David K nine. Hey guys, what do you think of the Adam Dewey disallowed try for apparently holding in the scrum? I never seen that before, and didn't notice any apparent holding. As isn't that what you do in scrums? I hated it. Garbage. Uh, I have seen it given before, and you're not you're not supposed to hold the opposition in scrums. You hold your teammates. Your arm, um, like you touch the opponent, you're supposed to hold them. I still uh, thought it was very, uh, what's the word? Pedantic. I agree, and they can defend the decision because it is, you know, the correct decision in air quotes. I agree that it was. Um, not it was not holding, and we've seen tries given or ignored holding, holding or ignored often. I mean, the Sharks won a grand final doing that, but uh, it has been pulled up other times too, though. It's not like it hasn't been pulled up, just not very often. Uh, anyway, Dom Miller, this year's point scoring record obviously owe a lot to PVL ball, BVL ball, but is there a reason you can point to the high scoring across the season in 2001? Particularly the Eels and the Knights. Were there any rule changes that year or is it a statistical anomaly? I was watching back. I can't remember anything in particular, he says. Well, Good I question. have the answers for you, Dom. Do you? I looked Good. this up ages ago when, we, when, the, when I, we first started talking about the rule changes last year. And history repeats itself, as it always does. It was the search of fatigue, fellas. And uh, it was the year they, they got rid of the unlimited interchanges. Interchanges went to 12. And one of the quotes from the time was the rationale for that was that the increase of increasing use of unlimited interchanges was diminishing the quality of the game as a spectacle because the criticism was that star players who played the entire 80 were being forced to do, to do it in a fatigue state, whereas relatively fringe players would constantly rotate and stay stay full of energy. So they got they brought in that rule change in one off-season and obviously doing that in one off-season, it's going to make have a big impact because... Going from unlimited to any limit number is a massive impact because if you look back at those games, I can't remember the number. I, I remember we we've collected the data for those games again historically, like the two thousand the nineteen ninety eight grand final. I'll see if I can find it, but what? I, but it's like one of the teams like thirty or forty interchanges, like that because you just keep doing them. So going from doing that to doing none is a massive fitness change, especially when it wasn't exactly people weren't as fit then as they are now. You know. So. No, it's crazy that it used to be unlimited interchange. Just looking at the state of the game now, but just imagine if these guys could just roll off the field after every two sets and just yeah, like... so. So I know a lot of these are broken. Like it, the system doesn't work properly. Bulldogs in the grand final that year, forty interchanges. Brisbane, uh, thirty-seven. That's a lot. Yeah. Wait, in one game. Yeah. Oh, that's the grand final that year. Uh, well, that's that's a lot. 
Yeah, because you could just keep rotating. So obviously there'd be situations where you'd have like, you know, you'd have someone go off for one set. You'd have like, you know, Petro cart the ball up or whatever, go off for the defensive set, then come back on for the next set with the ball in hand. That, that, you could game that so well. You could just get a bunch of like Alex Twal, Elijah Taylor, Luke Stewart type players mm-hmm. as your bench forwards. And then you just sub them on every time you don't have the ball. And then you bring back on like your Fui Fui Moi Moi types every time you're hitting it up. Well, I mean, yeah, that's why. I mean, that's actually a, a rule change. Obviously, it has had a good impact on the game since then. And, uh, and yeah, the first year of it was lots of blowouts. But also rugby league through that whole period there was going through some strange, strange times of like teams moving, merging, getting getting killed off and similar. Like lots of things, lots of other confluence of effects there. But the main one being that rule changer. And, you know, I, I, we all know that this year's rule change, again, would balance out over time. We know this is what would happen. But I don't think the example of that is the same thing we should be applying to the current six game rules, saying we should keep it because, you know, last time we did a massive rule change like this, the game balanced out again anyway. It's, it's a bit different. Uh, next question. Oh, okay, so mostly asking this question after reading Heartland, but do you think we, there would would ever be a any point to including such rolling in BRL or Foley Shield statistics into the official rugby league statistics that we're all referencing, e.g., rolling in individual trial point scoring stats, premierships one, etc. No, uh, no. In my point of view, yes, because you would say that. Well, I mean, wh- wh- why wouldn't I say that? It's the NRL is not New South rugby league, but was- the record the records don't exist. Like you've got to find them, get them all, pull them up. But, you know, it, those are, if the, this was rugby league back then, it's the same thing as Brisbane rugby league. Foley, like I think those things should be just rolled in, but they won't, cha- I don't think they'll change many, you know, records or anything. But it's just be good to see if we're going to keep that old database, you know, let's see Wally Lewis's Brisbane rugby league records. Do you mean see them or do you mean count them in terms of like all time stats like we do with, you know, like what we have now. I mean, yeah, I th- I, I, I agree. I mean, count them. Why? Why is the competition like? Why is the New South Rugby League more valid than the and then the well, because all the best players played in the new, mo, mo, the majority of the best players played to played in New South Wales. Why do you think? I understand. I why understand do you think that. New South Wales won the State of Origin thing every year? But when it was no, not, where not you State played, of Origin, they won the state where the, you play when state representative match. I know. I understand that. Was okay. called, I know the so. best players were there. I'm not. I'm not stupid. I don't think you're, but but it's not just then, right? So yeah, I could get again my example there, and I know it's all educators. We're missing entire careers of greats of the '80s, essentially, as well. You know, and again, I don't, I don't give a shit about most of the historical records because I don't care about a competition from 1915 played between university students and professionals. Just like in the in the, in the NFL, they don't count the Super Bowl era. Yeah, and there's all time. I'm of the opinion NRL era should be a thing, but the you know the whole industry doesn't drop the rest of it, so it's can't be me go. Let's drop those. I guess, like, but like to me, counting the Queensland rugby league stats and all this stuff would be like when I see like little fucking dweebs on like Deadspin and stuffs try to say that Ichiro is actually the hit king of baseball because they count his Japan baseball league hits as well as his MLB hits, and I just think that's silly. Yeah, I understand that one more because the MLB's been the MLB forever, though, hasn't it? Well, it's just more that the fact that there's one put in the Negro League competition. In. Well, that's 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 not exactly the same thing, and well, they're not. The Foley Shield may as well be the Negro Negro League. That's North Queensland. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> but anyway, back to us. Yeah, look, they're putting those. I understand it's not exactly the same thing. But yeah, I, I, I'm more of the opinion that I don't care about those as NRL records. Those, like, I think that's more the thing. There's NRL records and then there's like rugby league records. The NRL record for me isn't something that happened in 1952. I disagree. Souths have the most NRL titles and that's all there is to it. There you go. That's <laughs> so once once the storm overtake you in like six years or whatever they need. Oh, then yeah, <laughs> then we gotta have a serious discussion. But uh, until then, yeah. And now his the rest of the question was asking about all that, but yeah, I'm not gonna ask the way the rest of it was written. Anyway, Doc Galland, obviously impossible financial and sponsorship reasons. But what what would you guys think about the NRL jerseys emulating that of American sports jerseys in terms of no branding to sponsorship? I mean, I think everybody agrees that jerseys look better without you know sponsors slathered all over them but he's answered his own question there in the sense that it, they're just leaving too much money on the table i would love it i would absolutely love it but it will never happen well, not, in, not in australia anyway nba has opened up people know this right nba has shirt sponsors now right they've only small but the door has been opened it's weird though because does afl have them i don't watch afl so no nor do i but like i, I they do I, have I, them trying to think about city yeah, has i a, feel like they're a lot less well, they haven't but, got sleeves. <laughs> true, but I, I feel like I'm just got AFL in my head right now. And I feel like I don't really remember recently anyway, like a, teams having like some big ugly casino or something slathered, like smashed across the yeah, front of the they shirt. I have them like, um, I, I can't envision many of them. I can, in my head, I can see the Gold Coast Sun that has like, looks like a sponsorship and then it has, but it's not, it's like JC on the chest. Like, I know the Swan, I think and the Swan's then, on, QBE, yeah. but isn't it just like a tiny little thing like up on the, they have the, on the chest? They're kind of like the, the uh, kind of like the uh, NFL one, sorry, NBA ones they're on like the chest. Yeah, I pulled it up now. Yeah, it's, they don't have like, yeah, it's just a little like patch. Yeah. Yeah, they, I, I'm, and they have the back ones too, but whatever, I don't care that much. I think maybe that one. changed because I do, I definitely do remember like back in the day when I used to watch it a little bit, like I remember the West Coast Eagles had like a massive Hungry Jacks logo on the middle of their jersey, but now they don't. I just looked up their current jersey. The the Hungry Jacks logo is now very small and is on the chest, and they just have an eagle where the big go. sponsor used to be. So maybe they got told they couldn't have those anymore. I do think they look better, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a shame. It probably won't ever happen here. No, it won't. And uh, it's I remember when we were younger and it was like one or two sponsors, and you watch a Super League, and it had like. The sponsorship we have now pretty much comes from the Super League we're doing. There was like a million sponsors on there. Or they'd have like, they have different ones on either sleeve for Christ's sake in the Super League, you know, and then different ones on the shorts, the back of the shorts or whatever. And I used to laugh at that. And then sure enough, we have, we still have pretty much one sleeve sponsor, but we, you know, we have back a jersey above the, above the, above the name and number. We have short sponsors front and back. We have two on the front of the jerseys for some teams. Like, yeah, a bit crazy. Uh, I'm just like my team. So Brisbane's generally slow guys. Like the, the sponsor of the Broncos generally seem to let them put them in white. So like, I don't find mine teams that obtrusive. Like the, they have like, on the front, they have Kia on the shoulders. They have like first Mac, but the lad brokes in the back of the Jersey and the national storage are both colored. They suck. <laughs> uh, but some other teams like there's still the worst ones when Kia was the Bulldogs. Bulldogs fans must hate Kia. They went to Brisbane. The moment they went to Brisbane, they, they, they changed from red. The red on the Bulldogs jersey was offensive. Yeah, there's been some shockers over the years, but um, I still think that hideous Hocker Noodles logo on the middle of the West Tigers one was just atrociously bad. But and you always yeah. wonder some of these businesses like how do Hocker Noodles? Well, we touched on this in story time last year. Like Firepower somehow yeah. finagled their way into being on the front of the South jersey, and this was at a point where, and probably still, the South's one of the most marketable sports brands in the country, and yet this 
Fugazi company managed to fucking, I don't know, finesse their way onto the, as the main shirt sponsor. Okay. And anyway, over onto Discord for the next questions. Mario Siegs, is there more of a coward in rugby league than Whiten? What did I miss? Why is he a coward? I don't think he's a coward. I don't know. And there's always more of a coward than you've always, Mario always goes to the nth degree for these things. I don't know. What happened in the Manly game with them? I don't know. Brandon Sloan, you're appointed Raiders coach, effective immediately. Who plays halfback next season? Do you try to bring someone in, bring a junior through, or persist with Sam Williams or M. Frawley? Well, Williams is better than Frawley, I think, but. The Raiders fans are keen to see Frawley this week. That's, um, it's one of those it, things when you haven't bad halfback for enough weeks, any you, you're happy to see anyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's that's how it works. It's like when you, yeah, it's like any any sport, right? When someone's struggling at a key position, you just clamor for the backup guy, even though he's probably worse. <laughs> exactly. Like, um, Frawley's been okay. Williams just isn't good enough to play a whole season. For me, if I'm not Ricky, because Ricky's the halfback killer. Like Ash Taylor's been turned down by everyone. Even the Bulldogs said no. I take a punt there. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Okay, um, Joe says, what is the inspiration for Kick-Out's hair? A sheepskin rug? <laughs> Uncooked pack of instant noodles or a Barris's wig? Um, I think it's a combination of B and C. Uncooked pack of instant noodles? And and a Barris's wig. <coughs> oh, A, B, Are you three. okay? Yeah, I, I just sipped some water and went down the wrong way. And I don't want to cough on the podcast. Oh, I yeah. But, that is um, fair. I should just mute myself, but whatever. I mean, that might have worked, but it's too late now. Do you have COVID? No, I don't. But well, maybe no. I just uh, had a, had a drink and I just got air in with the with the liquid. Can I catch <laughs> it through a microphone? Maybe. Well, I read a study that said that I could. So there you go. Yep. Leave your Virgil. Why isn't a short kickoff used more? I agree. Cowardice. Yep. Pretty much. It's mainly cowardice. I mean, that's one of the ones that we're talking about. Coward stuff. It's like. I know field position is a big thing or whatever, but we see so many times you put that short kickoff in the mixer with a decent short kickoff taker and you, yeah, opportunity. The, the score sizzler. What are all the things in your life that have changed since the West Tigers played football, played finals football? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, let's see. Smartphones? No, no. No, well, no, oh, no, no. Yeah, they were out. I don't think I had Twitter when the the Tigers last made the finals. It was 2011, right? I think so it'd be close. Be close. Yeah. Um, I still lived at home. Yeah. I, um, I've been overseas about t- well, about 10 times in that period. So. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, CM Punk was the best wrestler in the world, so that hasn't changed. Um. Yeah, so I, I ended like a seven-year relationship and started like a four-year one. And <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Um, lots of things yeah. to, to change. I haven't had yeah. any. So other people would say this. I have like kids and shit in that period. Mm, so no, like, thanks. We have, we have the yeah. Um, oh, you became uh, vegan. Yeah, yeah, true. Actually, my dog was born. And oh, mine too. Years, he's almost like ten years old. So. There you go. He's old. he's never going to be with this. His great tigers. I don't think. I don't think final. FIFA Ultimate Team existed. The last time the West Tigers were in the final. So generally, you're a happier person. You're saying, yeah, I was. Yeah, a lot happier. <laughs> um, oh, I had, online poker hadn't been banned in Australia yet, so I was still trying. Is it to... banned in Australia? It's completely banned. How long will that been banned for? Like uh, four or five years now. That's why I don't hear anything about online poker anymore. Though. Yes, that is why it's awful. It's terrible. There's why ways around it, but uh, because the government are morons. Oh, because they can't take your money. Yeah, pretty much. Online. Yeah, yeah, and then the only like 
politician that actually wanted to help was David Leonhelm. So that didn't really get off the ground. Yeah, it was um, like how now they're going to let cops like just like take your data and like oh yeah and use your social media profile. How could that go stuff. badly? No, it's fine. I'm going to become just... a cop just so I can post dicks on your social yeah. media. Account. And the Labor Party's sort of happening again. The cowards. Yeah, they're just waving it through. No dramas. But um. I will say though, just on the topic of the Tigers missing the finals every year since 2011, they get criticized a lot for that. And obviously rightfully so, because it's embarrassing in a league where half the teams make it every year to go 10 years without making the finals. But the Warriors in that time have only made the finals once and they came eighth and they lost their only finals game. So they've been just as bad with one one hundredth of the criticism. Because they're in New Zealand, mate. People still, even though they're going to be here for three years coming next year, no one cares. They just don't. Warriors don't get held to account on anything. Never will. Yeah, true. Simon says, what are you looking for in the next Tigers coach and what names tick those boxes? Um, I don't I, even know what I'm looking for at that club anymore. I just don't know which coaches are good and which ones are bad, right? We only really see it when they actually get first grade opportunities, but um, not Paul Green. Not Paul Green. I, I'd probably like, I know retrades aren't always great. Not Stephen I, Kearney. Flano, I think. Yeah, obviously Flano's um, would be your number one if pick. Brad Arthur gets punted by the Eels, that's who I'd be signing. Agreed. Uh, and then the other one, I'd try and get Kiv Camisaraldo a chance. I don't think he'll take it. Um, John Morris, feel, bring him home. They've just got something at that club. Club legend. Like, that, how that culture, how they've changed so much and the culture there of blame and everything still exists. Just there's something rotten with a lot of that stuff at that place. And I got, I read like earlier this week, I'm not a big fan of his, but I read like a Tom Brady quote this week about blame. Mm. And the first thing that came to my mind was the West Tigers. You know, he said, he, he went on about like, you know, the he called sport the ultimate blame game. He said, GMs, head coaches, players, quarterbacks, receivers, defense, offense. It's so easy to blame someone else. So I just say, I didn't get the job done. And we collectively didn't get the job done. That's the best part about being a team sport. I picked the team. Everyone was like, hey, we've got to get better. It's not, I got all the answers. You guys just all screwed up except me. Anyway, that that thing made me think of the Tigers. Because has that organization, or end fans as well, not pointed their fingers at little separate things there for all the time for years? I mean, even off Luma's on social media blaming other people for him being shit. Like, and just got this rotten blame finger pointing culture, and they want to take shortcuts to fixing the issue. They always want to think like, like this year, Robbie Farrow was a shortcut. They thought we'll bring him back and he'll be a trainer and whatever that'll help, or we'll bring Shanty back that'll help, or you know we, we're we're lacking something on the field. We'll just go sign a forward leader, and James Tarmel will t- will change the whole club. And then yeah. when those people don't do those things, which none of them were going to do, it's instantly like throw out the James Tarmels or. You know, whatever. It's just a lot of finger pointing there, and not a lot of strategic decision making. Not a lot of long term thinking at that club. Not a lot of like, let's just bare bones of this thing. You know, let's just tell the former generation to fuck off. Like, yes, let's do it. Let's just tell them to fuck off. It's 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 just emblematic of Australia as a whole. Yes, previous generations are holding us back. We need like, to push them aside and just get on with it. We love you, Robbie. You can be an ambassador at sponsor things. You can talk at dinners. Yeah, we'll roll you out at La Montage to yeah, that's it. grease the wheels of the sponsors and stuff. But that's uh, it. But that's fuck it. off. And all the, like, just get rid of all those dudes. They need a better organ, like a better professional training center, which they're working on. And they, they do need a better coach as well. Because I just don't think Madge speaks to the current group of players there. I said that on this week's podcast. But also, it's like, 
what they'll end up doing is like bringing in a head coach and like two players and go and hoping like if those or those two players better fix it or they're fucked as well. Let's do what they always do. They keep bringing in like these old retread forward leaders. They try to do it with Fanukin again. It's like he's not going to sh- fix your club. He's not like it's it's yeah. It, it, there's this is bigger than whoever's playing lock or prop for you. Yes. Um, it, it seems obvious to us what they need to do, or at least the steps that have to start being taken, and yet this doesn't happen. No, they always should do playing. Everyone there seems to be saving their job and saving, fighting for themselves, not fighting for the team. Anyway, next question. Yeah. Harvey, who'd win a game between the Tigers? Can you believe they let them go 13? And the Cowboys, can you believe oh, let's, them? Let's let really quickly try and do this. So fullback is Tedesco versus Ponga. Yes. All right, so advantage Tigers, but, you know, both good. Yeah. Um, Tigers, you got Cora, Betty, and who else on the wing? Adakar. Yep. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, cows, you've got... Um... I'm trying to think now. So so you have... Yeah, you'd have Tigers. Tigers have been one done so often, it's a bit easier to do. Yeah. Because you'd have, like, um, Mitch Moses and Benji in the halves. Like, Woods... For feeder, the front row, Harry Grant at nine. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> or Marty DePowers and then um, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, I, I do feel like the the Cowboys lost like Kikau and Brandon Smith and Jake Ponga. Clifford. Jake Clifford. Like nobody gives a shit. They Again, just don't they're, care. They're up there. They're all out there. The Tigers thing gets reactions. And same with Brisbane right now, losing players gets reaction. But like, Oh, up like up up in North Queensland. Yeah, Brandon Smith, one of the best hookers in the game. Nobody cares. Bill Kikau, regarded by many, and not not by me, but by many, is one of the best back rows in the comp. Uh, Kalen Ponga, we all know Kalen Ponga is. Jake Clifford, we just saw that happen for worse versions. Bad. Uh, I'm gonna say, who would win? It's probably still Tigers, but it's nowhere near as like the way it's talked about. It makes it seem yeah. like every good player ever that a team has let go was the Tigers and no one else ever does this, which is obviously not true. Yeah. Like Car was at South before he was at Tigers. Let's not forget. Like he's a yeah. South junior. Um, he's allowed to slip through that crack. So yeah. I'm trying to think who else would be from the Cowboys one that would be a difference maker. I guess that's the, like Frank Moller lost now, but he also left Brisbane beforehand. I don't know. There's not as like the, not as many difference makers. I'm thinking across the whole field. I think in the Cow- the Tigers, you probably make a better 13. Probably. Um, there's probably guys we're forgetting. Um, there's definitely guys we're forgetting because we, we're, we're just doing it audio-wise. It's like that doing that uh, player name question last week. Once I could take the audio off and think, it was quite easy to do, but doing it with the headphones on and talking it out, not great. Yeah. Um, I, I just... Oh, the Cowboys had Felice Kafusi as well, didn't they? They did, and, and Pat Kafusi. Okay. So there's, there's, a couple, there's a couple more. So probably the edge goes to the Cowboys on... Forwards and the edge goes to the Tigers on the backs, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, if, as you said, those things, it's only overrated so much because the Tigers also um, lose, keep losing. That is true. Well, the Cowboys are also very bad, but they were very good for a while. So, yeah. Okay. Next question. Regularly wrong. Given how good Manly are with Turbo and how bad they are without him, would it be worthwhile attempting to do do with Crocker? Do what Crocker did to Stewart in two thousand and seven. <laughs> We're not going to... Didn't someone actually say that on the radio? Did they? Someone did say that. I think they were joking, though, and people took it out of context and tried to cancel him. Um, okay. It was some dude on Triple M in Queensland. 
this happened like six weeks ago, I think. He was obviously <laughs> joking, but like people tried to run at him. But it's obviously, right, they, um, we're not encouraging that sort of behavior. But if someone tried to do it, I wouldn't be that shocked. The uh, the old knockout blow or some shit it was called, wasn't it? I can't yeah. remember. Like, but yeah, uh, would someone should someone try and do that? Yeah, I think it'd be worthwhile. It probably would, but I'm not yeah. going to encourage that. Yeah, no. Uh, ben Quagliata, much like Shower Beers and the Best Beers, a Shower Podcast, the worst podcast. And by extension, one of the best podcasts. Um, so the best podcast is the airport slash airplane podcast. Mm. We'll focus in there. You're real, real you're locked in, or the line for fucking airport security podcast. It's all the same thing. Just at airports podcasts. Very, very vital tools for survival. Um, after that, for me, it's the playing video games podcast. Just like playing Fall Guys or FIFA or whatever, just listening to podcast. Um, after that, I don't know. I think they're the two that stand the transit, out for me. The transit, the one transit one. podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's always it. Um, but the thing the, is, my trip the, is not that long anymore. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't really... listen to podcasts and travel anymore. Now. I actually find it hard to get the full concentration when I'm at home listening to them. So I don't want to walk one. Yeah, walk one is not bad. Um, yeah, but I, I think that it's like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's like, I was talking to some of that the other day, like, the wor- one of the worst byproducts of moving out of home and moving to a place cl- much closer to the city was like losing so much like reading time or podcast consumption time on trains, yeah. which obviously is not a bad thing in the grand scheme of things, but it was remarkable how much more I read books in like 2012 than I do now. Yeah, I listen to far less podcasts than I used to, obviously being permanent work from home the last two years. Um, and what are the uh, shower podcasts? The worst podcast? Well, I used to have a speaker in the bathroom. Yeah, I listen I, to podcasts in the shower. I don't really listen to them in the shower because I can't hear them. I can. The only time, my, the only time I can't, like, the only time echo I go too much and shit. I can listen to them unless I'm also brushing my teeth, in which case I just put music on. Yeah, so I'll I'll put the um the podcast on once I get out of the shower. I haven't got a speaker in the shower here anymore. I'll probably have it in the future, but um. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the idea of someone listening to me in the shower, though. That's that's what I started realizing. No, I like it. You like it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mario Siegs. There's 10 different positions on the field, meaning 50 top five players in the comp. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't mean that. Do Paramount have a single top five player? If no, are they really underachieving given the roster? Or should we say given everyone has the same salary cap, it's unacceptable they've been unable to get themselves a top five player? Um, Reed Marnie's a top five hooker. Well, sure. I mean, I, I, went, I went to this the other week when I spoke about tiers of players. and, and Yeah, they don't have a, the guy, but they've got a few top five players. Yeah. I'd say Moses is in the top five halfbacks too. Yeah, and I just think, but I don't think, like top five is an arbitrary cutoff. Like their issue is not having, they have a lot of guys at the top five or six or seven best in their position. Their issues that have none of the like the top one or two. Yeah, so they have none Papa- of the upper echelon players. Papali is probably near the top of his position too. This year, yeah, Junior C- Paulo, Sevo is a bit of a stretch. Paulo's up there. Gutherson probably six or seven, despite yeah, being one of the best players. Moses and I think Moses and Marnie are in the top five for their positions yeah. though. So they've got a couple, but the, yeah, as you said, the problem is they don't have a, the guy. And they don't. All the you've got your boys have Tom Tavoyevich. My boys have Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. The Storm have you know. Munster, Pappenhausen, Brits—they got so many guys. And then yeah. Penrith have Cleary, Toto, Kikau, Luai. So many. Burton probably as well. Like so many. Yeah, and it's not so, about being top five because, that, like I said, that's an arbitrary cutoff. I think there's tiers in each position. It's like if you ask me to name the best props in the NRL, I think the first tier is Fisher Harris and Payne Haas, and that's it. Then there's a drop down to the next echelon. Still great players, but it's like it's you know, the same. You ask, 
it's the same with weapons. yeah lock right like Tamalo yeah. like I think Cam Murray is the second best lock in the NRL, but I think he's a step below Jason Tamalo. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's fine. But if you drop for five and you say, well, they're in the top five, it's like, well, the fifth could be really far from the one. Well, who is the fifth best lock? I don't even know. I don't know, but it's like the fullback thing we did, which we've done a bit before. It's like there's definitely this upper echelon of like this is the top tier, which is to me is Teddy Trell and Tommy right now. And Kalen is the next tier on his own. You know, that's, and then the next tier is like, do I have Pappenhausen above Gutherson? You know, where that's where I'm starting to get there. Then if I start thinking as well, there's that. It's like, okay, well, what if I'm starting a club next year? I might say Gutherson is the fifth or sixth best fullback in the competition, but am I taking him over Reese Walsh starting a team next year? You're probably not because Reese Walsh has different difference making ability Gutherson hasn't got. Like that's where their problem lies in in the upper echelon of their players. But the other, like, there's just there's also problems. They've just got something wrong with that group now. That when they're losing together, no, then that, that's just it. They just go to shit now. <laughs> like there's a mental issue there with that too. But yeah, they haven't got any of those guys really up there. And you know, you could argue like Miss Moses is no doubt a top five halfback. But yeah, I think so. I wouldn't call him anywhere near like Nathan Cleary or Adam Reynolds. Like I know he, he he played Origin over Reynolds, but I mean your man Kobe Hetherington is probably close to the fifth best lock, and he's barely, nowhere he barely near. played. <laughs> and he's yeah, but like I'm just looking through the locks that are playing this weekend. Like I think Yo and Radley are third and fourth after Murray and Tamalolo, and then after that it's like to, I mean I'm loath to yeah. mention him, but I, Jack DeBellin. Well, I'd, um, I'd argue Mar- uh, Yo is probably on the same tier as Murray hmm. now. But yeah, I would I'd say Radley's dropped down from there. Yeah, and then there's like Jake Turbo. Uh, but yeah, so that's, um, what, that's why five doesn't matter. Five means nothing. Per the Nathan best. Brown might be fifth. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Take, even though there you go, there's another eel. Might be Nathan Brown top five lock. So. Yeah, but it's like maybe, and that's it. Like it's it's hard to do those things because they they're not. It's not flat. It's not one through 10, sixteen individual ranking. I think it's because also once once you get past like eight, probably like ten guys in the same system you know for middles anyway if you give like the past like top seven to yeah. six, seven eight probably like 10 on the same level the tiers get bigger as they go down i mean like yeah. and there are guys that are just a victim or a beneficiary of playing in a good team like if cam Murray played for the bulldogs he wouldn't be as good he just wouldn't like that's yeah. just how this works and and you know jai aaron and edge probably wouldn't work if he was playing for the warriors and mark nichols wouldn't be like a productive starting front row forward if he played for the tigers these are just yeah. these are just facts so yeah that's it uh, next question, Ben Wallace. Is there a team or coach Ash Taylor could go to where we, we see him live up to his early career hype, or is he just two years at this point? Well, it yeah. won't be Souths because they signed Milford. Well, he'll never, he never live up to that hype ever. No, he won't. I mean, he was getting the little Luke Brooks level hype at some points, so he was paid like a million dollars in his early 20s, getting called like and like I know it's a long time ago, but you had like the Johns brothers and everyone calling him like you know the player to have in the competition, you know, the best asset, like the next half, the next guy to what he is now, who has he has zero NRL offers currently. It's quite funny though, because like we've talked about the kid, but I already think that I've seen more from the kid this year than I ever saw in a young Ash Taylor. But I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, just um, and it's bizarre to think that Ash only played 112, 113 NRL games. Like, but being out of first grade with different off the field issues that you know, mental related, not not exactly indiscretion related or fitness related. But you know, he's going into this off season, and the word is pretty much every club's turning down. I think he's worthy 
Ove reclamation project. But Someone should kick the tires on him. Obviously. They should, but he's, he's never going to be what we wanted no. him to be. He's but I think he's too good now. to go to Super League. Yeah, and he's 27 next year. Like then again, I thought Aiden says it was too good to go to Super League. So. Yeah, yeah, and also, but I I feel sorry. I don't know if Ash wants to go there because Ash, oh, we've seen this when he's had some troubles in the last couple of years. He's liked to go back home. You know, he likes to go back to his family's place and stuff. It's like it's really tough seeing one of those guys living over in England. Like who was? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, James Sigiaro moved over there, and he's like just couldn't handle it. Like. I remember yeah. he, he wanted to like go fishing or something because he just you know goes he's an outdoors person and like his teammates laughed at him. He didn't get that like what do you mean I can't just like go fishing? You know <laughs> you can't. It's, it's winter, chief. <laughs> can go and can go ice fishing on yeah. Lake Birmingham or some fucking bullshit. I don't know. That's yeah. not a real place. So um you know I don't know. I wish Ash would get another shot. And it's always it's always easy to say oh if we gave him to Trent Robinson or Wayne Bennett or Craig Bellamy he'd he'd be good, but. You can say that about anybody. So I don't like. Uh, you can't say that about Kyle Flanagan. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> and well, or Brody Croft. But yeah, I, I don't think the Raiders are the right fit just because of the way Ricky's handled Haas over a long time. And I didn't think the Bulldogs are the right fit either. Like offered himself there. South. Uh, if Milford didn't go to South, that's why I would have. Yeah, I would have. I would have been happy for them to give him a crack if they hadn't already just signed Milford. And you can't have both. So. Yeah. I would like to have him at Brisbane now because of, but they're not going to. So the word, the word again now is that they're going to go with Stag Center next year, which is I'm always cool with Stag's owner center. I like him there, but I don't love the idea of our Gus going to a season as our sixes being Gamble or Kelly, who have filled in admirably, but they're filled in. Yeah. So, so with that, that being our cattle, I want them to see the see them try Stags. But if they were going to get played Stag that's in our guys like alongside Reynolds when he can socially loaf there. Fine. Yeah, well, he played a lot better this year when Fogarty was doing all the work. So, yeah, like it would be the same thing in that situation. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, and uh, he, but he is just who he is. I think at this point, uh, he's just gonna he's just gonna be that guy that he's just gonna have quiet weeks and quiet games, and it's easy to accept when he's on like hundred k, two hundred k. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Milford's not gonna have any pressure at all on him next year. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, Mario Siegs, Moses Suli throwing shoes his mobile at the river and thinking it's funny. How successful is this humor likely at the Dragons? Where, of course, skin color can affect the coach's opinion of your character. Um, I think I think Mario is also one of the guys that didn't know that what the, like the game. It's a game that Josh Schuster signed up for. But I'm here for jabs at the Dragons' yeah, expense. Um, yeah, I don't know how. Oh, sorry, money balls. I have to say to, to explain the dragon signings, but yeah, I don't know how this one falls into this. Moses Sully is like the least money ball signing of all time. This is a guy who's been overhyped and yes. overrated and overpaid his entire career. Correct. What and are you no, talking about? And there's no like undervalued statistic of his. <laughs> like you know, he's the least money. Well, ball actually, player. he works really hard. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. No, oh, he's, he's a great trainer. Good. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> like, he's, not. Uh, he's had his job taken by various reserve graders on various <laughs> clubs. Oh. <laughs> Money ball, baby. Yeah, so yeah, they love that signing for big money. Anyway, Benny DTD, as two men, how angry are you at women who don't get the same treatment from the media when they might be in the room? I mean, if there's one thing that makes me upset, Mitchell, it's yeah. it's women getting all the benefits. From it is society. I'm, it's about time somebody called that out. Actually, yeah, like, I think so. And um, if, if, if people are confused by this platform. question, we're not going to mention the guy, but um. There's a, a journalist from somewhere. I don't know. He deleted the tweet, but it said basically like, oh, why, why wasn't anything made of the fact that there was a female in the men's toilets? Imagine the outrage if it had been the other way around. 
Like, I'm like, like did, did we even know which toilets they were in? Like, well, also, like they both got kicked out of the pub, so the people that were there did treat them both equally. But I mean, um, I've walked into a female toilet by accident. I think it was an outrage. Also, thing. I'm sorry, but it is objectively <laughs> creepier for a dude to go into a women's bathroom than a woman to go into a man's. It, it just is. is. I'm sorry. That's the just how the world works. Like I remember, I remember after City to Surf 2019, the last year we could go outside when that was on. So yeah, 2019, we went to like the Beach Road Hotel in Bondi, like afterwards, and like. Women are insane when they're like th- these women have lost their damn minds because the place was so busy and the women's bathroom line was so long. Women were just going to the men's bathroom and just yeah. taking the cubicles. And we were just like, yeah, all right, that's Go fine. And imagine the opposite. The oh, yeah. <laughs> imagine the op- like, that's so weird, dude. You can't do that. That's creepy. Yeah. And I it agree. is, it's different. It is different. And it's, a, it's like no one cared about the gender of the toilet, of the things they were doing. And I'm sorry, maybe there was ambiguous signs on the bathroom doors. I've been to those pubs. I'm like, shit, is it is a man or a woman on this door? Because yeah. I don't fucking know. But uh, yeah, that, that was a bizarre. That's a bizarre way to look at that. Yeah, but, hang on. I, I'll just pull it up because someone submitted it for rookie takes and that's like a week away. There's not enough pressure it. on Millie um, this year. Yeah, it was really w- grill Millie. Bernie Cohen. One issue I have with is why Elliot was asked to leave when this happened in the men's bathroom. Surely the female shouldn't be going into the men's room. Imagine if a bloke walked into the women's. Yeah, um, on your Bernie. Who the yeah. who the fuck's Bernie Cohen? He's got a, he's verified, which they give to anyone, as I'm living proof of. Yeah. But um, Bernie Cohen, who are you? I don't it's know. Not important. The important thing is like it's just such a bizarre take. But oh well, who cares? Okay, and he's and he's reupdated tweet was like Bernie Elliot. No needs to no that needs to cut back the grog. Oh no, he no he's, he said that if this happened in the men's bathroom, I presume the NRLW player. Holds leave as well. That's all he's doing. Yeah. Uh, no likes, no retweets. Still there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's still there. That's it. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, Bernie. Oh, he's just I, saying what we're all thinking, mate. <laughs> I mean, she did leave as well. Like, imagine it's the so weird. The women. the the, the lo- I, I kind of get what he's saying, but at the same time, Adam Elliott probably makes ten times as much money as Millie Ball from playing rugby league. So it's like you can't sit there on one hand and be like, yeah, it's fine that women are paid less than men to play the same sport, blah, blah, blah. And then go, oh, it's not fair that she's not getting the same media treatment. It's like these things go hand in hand. The more high profile someone is, is based on like how popular what they do and how much they get paid for what they play is. And this is a clear example of that. And I don't have an issue with it, to be honest. I don't care. And I don't really have an issue with the whole story. We talked about it on Monday. We both just think it's pretty funny more than anything else. It's all it's hilarious. Yeah. This is <laughs> I, I wish every rugby league scandal was something like this, where like no one got hurt. It's just funny. Like we need more stories like this or George Burgess's dick or Todd Carney pissing in his own. Yeah, and, and less George Burgess having road range uh, DUI incidents in his yes, first week. And less obviously much worse things than that. So yes. and, and, and more Chris Sandow running to training because he yeah. crashed his car. More more just having a bit, bit of kissing in the toilet. More far Manu <laughs> Brown putting his phone in the microwave and more oh, Liam Knight Aragard is borderline because he was and trying to get out of a DUI, but it's also fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh next question comes from V8 Tiger. Are you your favorite Rolling Stones songs? I'm not a Stones man. Are you a Stones man? Um, not really. Paint of Black's a good song, I guess. Start me up. I've never heard a Rolling Stones song I didn't like, but like I'm not like a Rolling Stones guy. Yeah, like um, this I'm getting into the most boring answers. Like I like, you know, I like Satisfaction. I like Sympathy for the Devil. I like like Start Me Up, but like, doesn't everybody like? 
I think a real uh, he's probably asking, looking for better answers than that. Looking for like you know, oh, my favorite song is some random thing that never got released. But, I don't know. Yeah, Angie. I like Angie a lot. Actually, that might be my favorite one. Um, there's another one. I can't remember what it's called. It's though, but... Angie. No one says Angie um, like that. <laughs> what's uh, "Sympathy for the Devil" is a great song. It is. It is. Um, ben Qualiada, do you think Josh Schuster has Apple Care? <laughs> it didn't look like it from his face. <laughs> it did not look like a man who, who just signed up. For oh, I Apple forgot. Care. Give me shelter. Give me shelter. Is like their best song. Like, uh, it did not look like it. This looked like he's got. He makes money now, but it still looked like a young man who just lost money. Like you remember being he like, did. he, he looks eighteen. Sad. I swear it's the convenience factor more than anything else. To be honest, yeah, with it you, is. But... Like, if you're like eighteen, like, even if you, it doesn't matter if you got your first full five job or something, when you lose like five dollars, you're like, oh my god. I am broken, yeah. financially ruined. But yeah, um, yeah. Gimme Shelter has been used like the the intro, the start of that song is used in like how many different sports documentaries or movies? You'd know it if all you heard them. it. All of them. Yeah. I rewatched the um irrelevant. I rewatched the Ashes series just to, just oh, yeah, to really yeah, get yeah. my finger on the pulse of uh, Justin Langer level douchebaggery again. And it's so funny. Like once you rewatch it, knowing he's a douchebag. Or the players don't like him. It's just great. Yeah. Like he's just through gritted teeth all the time. He's just mate, mate. How you know, mate, mate. And acting like he's people's mates. But like the room play room of players freezing every time he walks in. Yeah, it's it's clear that he's a prick. (laughs) (laughs) And he's that he's speaking nice as a talking head, he's like talking like a nice mate. Like and then you go back to cutting and the room's always awkward, but he's in it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, last question on Discord. Ben Qualiata, what's the most you've ever lost on a game of odds on? Um, well, me, me, and me, and me, and former guest host of this podcast, Matty Warburg, you play this all the time when we go out. Um, like it's, but it's always like fun. It's never anything as severe as like throwing your phone away. Like that's, I think, too much. Like little things, like you won't go and take a sip out of someone's drink on that table over there, and then just come back like nothing's happened. Or I think once it was like. Uh, I had to ask, like, we're out at a bar and there's like a table of girls next to us wearing like Christmas hats. And they're like, you won't go and ask one of them if you can have their Christmas hat. And, like, little things like that. So like, just harmless, harmless banter. Yeah. Um, you? you, got anything? Uh, no. I'd like to be a part, a part of a game with friends one day. <laughs> but uh, maybe in 2023 <laughs> or four, we yeah, can go outside would, again. Wouldn't that be nice uh, just to, to play things with friends? It would be. It would be. Um, before you go over to the uh, Twitter questions, I'll give a quick shout out to our Patreon subscribers in those top two tiers. Remember, the only way to ensure that your question is read out is to be a member of our Patreon. So that's patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. And a quick thank you to Chris Avnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergiacomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer. Frankie, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joe Cordy, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Matty Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Matty McPee, Michael Moe, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the not so mature student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support. To everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens, thank you as well. Okay, over on Twitter, Johnny99 says, You walk into a bathroom at a pub. You see Elliot Boyle and Paul Kent all shirtless. Who are you passing the plate to first? And I just only want to read this one because it's like, wait, if they've got, they've not got a plate in the toilet. 
<laughs> no one's that prepared. What? <laughs> but uh, I like the like. I'm obviously going to yeah, go to Millie first. Yeah, I just see yeah, what's happening. But <laughs> then Elliot, then Millie yeah. again. Yeah, and we just repeat that process until Paul Kent leaves. Yeah. There we go. Uh, next question over there. Ant Farmer, if the Band-Aid Roosters beat Hot Shot South mm. on Friday night, uh, should Trent Robinson get awarded Coach of the Year on the spot? He Look, I'm normally loath to like be that guy that's like, oh, let's give the Coach of the Year to like the guy that did the best job with like a team that's not going to win anything. But just given their injury toll and the fact that they're still at this point in the top four, I think he probably has to win it this year. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me... I think it was what was it the other day. It's like if I was asked to take the NRL coach just for like three years to a club. So I'm not talking about, you know, the the Bellamy set a system up and do what he does forever or that kind of thing. I think he's the top of my list if I got asked to, who I could have for three years in the future. So I think he's done an exceptional job this year. I know he can get annoyed the fans sometimes with some of his decision making, like, oh, why are they doing you know, why didn't they play Copley the first week? Why is this not happen? Why did that happen? But it's like a lot of it's just worked out for him anyway. Works yeah. out in the, in the in the long run anyway. Um, I think he's done a fantastic job this year, all things considered. And I also do think he's he, he would be my coach of the year. He won't get it, but because I mean, there's a coach in this season who's going to win twenty games in a row, so they won't give it to um to Rob- Robbo, but. I mean, the team that they couldn't even name 21 players for this week. It's ridiculous. Um, that idiot that got sinned or sent off for punching last time we played them can't even make the 17 still, which is funny. <laughs> his name? Saluka Fafita or whatever. Yeah. Amusing. Uh, two more. more questions. Two more. One more? All right. All right. One more. Uh, Edwin Smith says, what's the best D's nuts joke you've seen or been a part of? Um, <laughs> I think he when, wants to call back for his own joke. Yeah, when me and Edwin got his brother Nigel with, um, I bet you can't name an African country starting with K. And after 10 minutes, he eventually said Kenya, to which yeah. we replied, Kenya suck on D's nuts. Uh, it was, everyone else was sitting there patiently watching this idiot fall into the trap, <laughs> like waiting for the moment. <laughs> and it was worth it. It was. And the last question there comes from uh, Josh Nine on Coleman. He asked, naming the best chubby slash fat starting 13. Why would you ask this question? I was asking, so much... I was just saying, it's just the best 13 in general, sir. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> All the well, big boys are the best. L- yeah. Latrell, Thiday, Chrissy, George Rose. Yeah. Um, Brandon Smith, the hooker. Both um, of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Could be a couple others. No, we, we almost named a whole team. Um, yeah, just, just, just disrespect for the big fellas. Yeah. Mark Tukey's in there somewhere. Kem Marlowe's on a wing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's not really any chunky wingers, are there? No. Oh, Matt, Matt Utah. What are we talking Matt, about? Does he count? He counts as yeah, chunky. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's thick. He's a thick, thick boy. boy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, I think that's all the questions. Ed. Right, we did it. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me as well. Okay. Great. All right. Uh, everyone, enjoy the rugby league this weekend. We'll be back next week. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>